This is Sergey Ross podcast. I have a guest. Her name is Jenny Hale. Today, she is a business owner. She runs the website GH Marketing Results, where she helps clients gain visibility through social media campaigns. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, um, this is um, great to have you here today. Now. Um, Jane, since you are a business owner, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs, why don't you start by telling us about your career journey? How did you get where you are and what were your what was your path like? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a visibility consultant. So basically it's just fancy language for a marketing strategist that specializes in getting entrepreneurs seen online faster, and I tend to use a lot of uncommon tactics that break through the noise and stand out amongst competitors. But this is not where I started. I definitely started years ago. I started my first company when I was only 19 years old. I was in my first year or two of college, and I began as a portrait photographer. I really specialized in weddings and senior events and family photos. And later I ended up expanding that into more studio work and kind of kept growing with that business, but that's really where I started. And I think my entrepreneurial path started a lot sooner than that. Um, I had always had a camera in my hand from a really young age. Back then we didn't have digital cameras, so Mm. we were using those fun film cameras where you spun the dial on the back and it clicked (laughs) until you found the the next picture. And I'm sure my mom at the age of like six loved to get paying to get all the film developed of me taking pictures of like the welcome mat at the front door. Like it was (laughs) was really bad. Um, But I just felt this calling to photography. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really unique. And obviously I upgraded from welcome mats to flowers and scenery and birds and, and all of that fun stuff. And at about 14, my mom was adopted. So when I was 14, she ended up tracking down her birth parents and Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like, hey, I'm this creative person, but, you know, nobody in my family is very creative. Um, You know, nobody draws, nobody, you know, is an artist, but like I love photography and I love drawing and and art. Mm. And where did all of this come from? And I found out that my biological grandfather was a photographer too. And I was like, oh, okay, like this makes sense now. And so over the next several years, he taught me everything that I knew about photography and was right there to help me work through my photos and critique and and work on lighting. And the next thing I knew, I was doing photos of my friends in backyards and we were doing Mm -hmm. photo shoots and I posted them on Facebook. And the next thing I knew, I had a person, like a stranger in my inbox saying like, hey, we found through a mutual friend that you were doing these photos and like, we would like to hire you. And I was like, really? (laughs) And um, I posted those photos online. And then the next thing I knew, I had more people in my inbox and it, I wouldn't say it was accidental because I definitely knew I was like marketing this, but I wasn't marketing it as a business. I was just like, this is really cool. If you want me to do it for you, awesome. And then next thing I knew, I was it had snowballed. And, um, thanks grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of had a big lesson at 19. I was in that first year of photography. I was getting all these strangers in my inbox saying they wanted to work with me. And in my first real season, it was the fall, it was my first season. And 
I worked with a family that was coming with their about eight or nine month old baby and they had not done a family professional portrait since the baby was born and the baby had not had professional pictures done yet either. So I was at the session. I just loved this family. I loved this cute little kid. And I asked them if I could take a couple extra photos of them. It was normally outside the package, but I thought, you know, she was so cute. I just couldn't help it. So I went a little extra and took some extra photos of her and delivered them afterward. Of course they loved them. It was so much fun. Mm. And then I never saw her again. She ended up passing away from SIDS within like the month. And right. it was heartbreaking. I mean, I'm 19 years old. Right. I'm sitting in a funeral home. They're one of my very first, you know, few clients. And I didn't understand at that moment how much being an entrepreneur impacted other people. You know, I, mm. you know, it wasn't about the sale for me. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about anything. I realized in that moment, it was all about impacting other people's lives. Even when you don't necessarily intend to, but you know, to this day, the, the pictures that I took that day, those extra photos, they are tattooed on a family member in loving memory. They right. are, that's the picture on the baby's gravestone. And I realized in that moment, it was definitely not about me. It was not about any course I offered, any program, any service. It wasn't about what I gained from being an entrepreneur. It was all about how other people could be impacted from it. And that changed my life. And mm -hmm. so with every business I have started since that point, it has always been about being an entrepreneur that serves others and doing things that can help other people. And I take that mindset with me in every venture I've done. I mean, I've been a consultant since a year after my first business started because it was so successful. I moved into PR and started um, working as a freelance and signed model and actress. I was using all of my pitching tactics to work and gain jobs, you know, doing upwards of like 12 runway shows a year. I loved that so much that I moved into the entertainment industry and started signing bands and, and musicians under my name and then started booking them on world tours, festivals, some of the biggest nightclubs in our city, radio interviews, magazines, talk shows. Um, and I really just expanded my career on that. But again, it was always about really focusing on how I could help other people gain visibility, be successful, and do it with heart. Yeah, well, this is a <clears throat> this is a big reframe for you because I find <clears throat> you can truly find enjoyment and fulfillment when you reframe what why you're doing what you're doing and not and, and move away uh, from financial purely financial incentive to uh, to a point where you say, oh, I'm just going to serve others because this is what why why I will be able to help them and this is what you are able to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big, it's a big one. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs do get caught up in, you know, I need to make money, I need to make money. And yes, you do. But if you don't enjoy what you do, if you don't feel like you're providing purpose to the world, it feels different. Right. You know, so you really have to come at it from are you enjoying what you do? Do you love what you do? Are you confident in what you do? And are you changing lives? And if you feel that way, you've got a great business. Absolutely. So 
Jenny, how was so you uh, so you currently work with clients? You help them with, um, amongst other things, to help them with social media campaigns. Where do you get ideas from that, and what are some of the ideas that you executed on? You've seen some good results. Yeah, so um, I like working with a lot of female online entrepreneurs who are national or international, and they really want to gain visibility online in new ways. They're often really established in their business, and they're 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 pretty experienced. They've been in business a couple years, perhaps, but they've kind of hit this plateau. And usually that plateau comes about because they've got a client load. They are marketing every day. They're doing quote unquote, all the things they are in Facebook groups, posting value. They're on their Facebook page and Facebook group posting value. They're on, you know, LinkedIn, maybe they're on, you know, Twitter and Instagram and they're doing all the things and they are getting clients. They've built that foundation, but they have run out of time in their day to really expand beyond a lot of those what I call foundational marketing tactics. And you know, they are trying to build out their content, but they're just trying to kind of keep up with how overwhelming social media can sometimes be. And you know, a lot of what takes somebody from, hey, I'm a business owner to hey, I'm a major influencer or I'm a big thought leader or I'm getting called in for, you know, speaking engagements and conferences and, and you know, maybe I'm an author or, you know, like all yeah. of those things, the next level of their business, that usually requires you thinking outside the box, doing something that is different and unique over everybody else. And I take a lot of those marketing tactics and think of right. ways that you can expand them beyond just the basics, the everyday basics. So what I do is I build campaigns. So basically a series of marketing actions that I do within 30 days to mm -hmm. reach a goal of you know, increased attendance or more views or increased shares or perhaps even at the end of it, getting some sort of lead generation out of it. And right. campaigns can be a lot of things. They can be promotions. They can be a holiday coming up. They can be an awareness month or a cause of some kind. Mm -hmm. um, or they can just be to get yourself known. And so a lot of the ideas behind what I do based on what the client really wants. Um, and I think a lot of people are trying to figure out kind of what they want to accomplish with their marketing and they are so overwhelmed by the day-to-day -day aspects of it that they're really not getting to where they want to go. So when you build a social media campaign, it can be beyond social media. I often include social media marketing, which is probably what they're already doing, but I add in special events like online summits, Twitter chats, mm. um, you know, live broadcasts, webinars, things that are above and beyond the typical thing things that you would think of. And I add that with some sort of theme or campaign idea. Um, sometimes that can be a hashtag. Sometimes it can be a, a you know, quick phrase. Um, but you've got to know yourself, your business, and your audience's biggest problem and then match your one expertise with something that they really, really, really want to talk about. And when you mesh those two together, you're able to build a you know 30-day strategy, for instance, right. around that particular topic that your audience really wants to participate in, hear about, ask questions about, probably offer their own opinions, and really get involved with. Yeah, so that's so. What are your thoughts on when you are doing that? What are your thoughts on paid 
paid you know, advertising or paid content versus organic? Because I know you focus a lot. You quite you you focus quite a lot on organic growth and reach. Yeah. So I think paid marketing is great. Um, I personally have never needed to use it to go viral. I have never needed to use it to build an impact. I've never needed to use it to build thousands of followers for organizations and the people I've worked with. Um, I think paid marketing is really, really great. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're probably experimenting with that already. And at the end of the day, you know, it does not cost anything to pitch money to a reporter that can get you featured in a major media outlet. It does not cost money to network and make friends with somebody who knows somebody else and now you're on a podcast. It doesn't um, cost anything to create incredible content and value and provide that to your audience. It doesn't cost anything to host an online summit. It doesn't necessarily mm. even cost anything to host a webinar that can get seen by you know a good amount of people. Um, so it's not that paid marketing is bad. It's just that there are a lot of ways that you can get visibility and it depends on where you're at in your business. So how, uh, Jenny, so in case, so let's say, let's say you have a client that wants to get certain results, maybe reach certain audience in a sh relatively short period of time. Um, a lot of times with organic growth, it will take quite a bit longer to actually gain followers. How would you deal in that case with a client? Would you change the timeline or would you use some of the tactics? So everything that I do in my, I call them my done for you visibility campaign packages. So with my campaign packages, we're not only building an organic social media strategy for you, plus organic events that you can run, plus your public relations strategy. Mm. We're also building an entire collaboration strategy too. And collaborations are, you know, a lot of different things. So every one of our events that we're running, we are picking a partner to run them with. And obviously we're looking for complementary partners um, that would help your business grow and their business grow too. So it's mutually beneficial. Um, we're looking for affiliate programs that you can implement so that your loyal fans that are already talking about you are now going to get rewarded for talking about mm. you. Same things with referral marketing programs as well and building that out for your current customers. Um, there's lots of other tactics we use, but the biggest way to get in front of thousands and thousands of ideal audience members is to partner with really great people who are part of that you know, industry or complementary to your business as well. So a lot of the things that we run in our campaigns are a mix of public relations strategies, really great content and value, events that really stand out to your ideal audience, and ways that encourage people to talk more about your business. Right. So maybe you can talk a little bit about just before we started this podcast, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about LinkedIn as a platform. And it started as a B2B platform. Right now, there's a lot more, there's a lot more traction for people who have B2C businesses. How do you find it working for your clients and um, what successes had you had on LinkedIn so far? So LinkedIn is really great. Um, it, I personally believe it's an underutilized platform for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, it's full of incredible value. I mean, a lot of what I talk about when I build out my campaigns for people are 
you know, providing that value and not coming off very salesy. And LinkedIn is definitely one of those places that really encourages that thought process too. And I have run entire campaigns solely on LinkedIn. I have not needed Facebook, I have not needed Twitter, I have not needed Instagram. I've only run my campaigns on LinkedIn for some of my, you know, people that I've worked with. And what's interesting about LinkedIn is hashtags are now huge on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, video is becoming really big on LinkedIn. So there are so many ways that you can get your content out there because there's a lot of different unique ways that LinkedIn's algorithm works over some of the other platforms. And this is why I love LinkedIn because for organic marketing and organic campaigns, it is so, I consider it like almost viral in nature because when you click on somebody else's status and like it, it shows up in your news feeds as well. The algorithm is very interesting on LinkedIn and it's often easier to use than a Facebook business page. Um, so that makes running campaigns solely on LinkedIn very interesting and very unique and different. And they're not really being run on LinkedIn either, so it really stands out from the crowd. Right. And with a mix of video, hashtags, and personal connections and building an engaged audience, it, it really was successful. Right, so Jenny, maybe you can give an example of what was the successful like, campaign that you run, maybe some of the tactics that you used on LinkedIn. Was it, um, yeah, friend requests, or maybe you were posting or uh, posting articles or uh, creating actual posts. What was uh, what was the, some some tactics that maybe some of our listeners can can check check out and try themselves? Yeah, so one of the big things that I focus on when I am building out campaigns is a social proof concept. So if I was to tell somebody, hey, you're you should go to XYZ place and I'm the CEO of XYZ. Obviously I know that I'm promoting myself and that I want you to come because I'm the CEO. But if the person next to me says you should go to XYZ place or hire XYZ person because you know, I've had this really great experience or I have advice and this person helped me, then it's so much more powerful. That's why we use testimonials. That's why we have, you know, people that trust us because of word of mouth. So when you take that idea and that concept and move it to your social media platforms and particularly in this case, LinkedIn, what we ended up doing was creating a custom hashtag where we asked people to share their experiences. And we right. shared their experiences going through a piece of like their life. So we wanted a life story and we watched it as they went from the before to the after of their life story, attached a hashtag to it and asked people to submit their responses. And by submit, we asked them to like basically create their own post and use the hashtag in it. Mm. So that was able able for us to not only share somebody else's social proof, we were able to track it using a unique hashtag. We were able to engage with those individual users in the comments of their post after they participated. And we were able to really encourage people to get so excited about a campaign and a concept and something that was unique and different on LinkedIn mm -hmm. that we were able to kind of propel that moving forward. And that hashtag ended up being used in a lot of people's articles. They would start using that in their posts regularly. Um, it was really interesting to see how that hashtag would form and evolve because we didn't, you know, reward them or anything for using it. We just asked them to share things that they were already experiencing and sharing on LinkedIn 
and add a hashtag to it so that it was branded back to the organization I was working with. Yeah, that, that's um, yeah, that's very cool. I think uh, sharing um, some other people's stories or asking them to share is is a is a really good way to build organic engagement. Um, so I definitely like can see that that working very well. And Jenny, what are your thoughts on influencer marketing? Uh, for example, on Instagram, have you tried that before? Uh, what are your what is your experience with that? Yeah, so influencer marketing is really powerful in today's day and age. Um, I would caution brands to really think about who they are working with when they are considering influencers. Um, you know, there's a lot of bots on Instagram, and you know, you really have to be targeted. Sometimes these micro influencers are a lot better to work with because they have a more targeted following versus, you know, a major celebrity that could have millions of followers, but you don't know exactly who would be their target audience in those followers. Mm -hmm. So consider working with micro influencers. Um, and those, you know, influencers can be a lot of different people and it's not just follower counts. It's really about how engaged their following is, how loyal their fans are, um, you know, how, how they're presenting their brand online and if it's in line with your brand and you know just offering a, a general collaboration can be a great start to building a relationship with an influencer as well as interacting with their own posts and i really focus on in a lot of my marketing tactics is networking building the relationship providing mutually beneficial opportunities for other people and that is really how you can get your content in front of other audiences in a collaborative way. And influencers are really great to get your message out there, especially if you pick the right ones and do it correctly. Right. Yeah, it's a fast way definitely to grow um, to grow your business. Uh, Jane, the last question I want to ask you, uh, what are some of the trends do you see in marketing today that you are utilizing or maybe uh, some of the some of the people should focus on? Uh, something that I've seen recently is that B2B and B2C, they're getting closer and closer together. So there's almost that B2C tactics is very much applicable for bigger organizations that sell business to businesses. What are your thoughts on, um, on the marketing today uh, and how do you see it evolving? Right. So um, a couple things. First, video is huge right now. Um, and a bigger way to use video is to caption it. That is really, really popular and that can definitely increase the amount of views you have. So that's one tactic you can use to really leverage some of the trends that are going online today. The other thing is really creating valuable content and being authentic in that content. And storytelling is huge. I can tell you that every time I write a piece of content that is tip-based, I get a lot of, hey, this is great and thank you so much. But if I write something that tells my story of how I got to where I was, you know, where I am or where I was at a certain point in my life or something heartfelt or something that really relates to people, um, that engagement goes through the roof. It's so different. So storytelling is really big. You have to not only show social proof, but at the end of the day, being salesy isn't always the best way to go. Um, but if you are able to relate to people through your brand and personal relationships and building trust and that know, like, and trust factor that we all need to have, creating valuable content through storytelling and through being authentic in your marketing is a really great way to do that outside of the video trend that's now happening as well. Jane, last question. Where's uh, where the listeners can find you online? 
Yeah, so uh, my website is www.jhmarketingresults.com and you can find me on most social media platforms with at results in a month. Well, Jenny, it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you. Uh, we went through some interesting marketing tactics and your story, which was uh, really impressive and really appreciate you jumping on the show and um, uh, doing a chat. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.